we are Centerpoint Church. This is a recent recording from our Sunday morning gathering. We hope you can join us at the Odeon Cinema in Guildford, Sundays at 10am. Enjoy the message. Good morning, good morning and uh, welcome again to Centerpoint. And uh, if you uh, came in after my first welcome and you're wondering what have I come to, then um, don't panic, don't worry. Um, we're just having, uh, it's a super Sunday morning where we get to enjoy the whole service with everyone together. And um, the main point of today is to talk about love, actually. And because um, <laughs> all you need is love after all, you know. Um, anyway, what's love got to do with anything anyway? No, okay, I'll shut up. Um, the, uh, yeah, so the point of today is to talk about love, as you might have gathered, and um, several reasons. One is that uh, it's in the Bible. The Bible talks about love all over the place, but also because today we're going to be um, giving thanks to God for Florence, which is John and Steph's child, so it's good to come and talk about love because love impacts every single type of relationship that we're in, not just parent and child, but also employer, employee, boss, colleague, neighbours, friends and family. In fact, um, when I was uh, a young boy, I've got two younger brothers and an older sister and we used to show lots of love to each other. Um, For me and my brothers, it often... It resulted in play fighting. We were like cubs, really. And there was one moment I remember where we, um, we got to the age where we kind of started throwing proper punches. And uh, we were having a good old dust-up. And I remember my mum shouting, like, hey, stop fighting, stop fighting. But we were going for it anyway. And um, I was obviously winning, because, you know, I'm the bigger one and stronger and better looking and all that. But... Um, I remember he, he kind of, uh, my, my brother, he kind of put his eye, shut his eyes, head down and started throwing these, these haymakers. And I, I saw one that was coming right at me and I ducked out the way, but I heard a crunch and um, it didn't hit me. And then I remember looking at my brother who, eyes shut, started to celebrate, but then his celebrations turned to horror as we both looked down and my mum was laid out on the floor. Oh dear, yeah. That certainly wasn't loving or kind. But I do want to talk about love because often love affects every single relationship that we have. In fact, our relationships are are often our fondest moments, but our relationships are also often um, things that can cause great hurt and pain. And uh, it won't be a secret to you to know that actually parents like uh, Steph and John as you come to bring up Florence there will be times where Florence causes you great anxiety and great hurt and pain but also lots of great joy and love and so it's good to come together and talk about it do you know what that the Bible doesn't just talk about love just for its own sake it also talks about love and specifically in Corinthians to this church in Corinth because this church was awful They got things messed up in all sorts of ways. And so a guy called Paul, he wrote this book. He wrote about love to this church and was talking to them about their relationships. And that's where we get these verses. And you see, this 
The relationships that were in the church uh, were from all sorts of different backgrounds, different languages, different ages and races. And so it was good for him to talk about it and it's good for us to, uh, to hear about it too today. So let me uh, read some of the verses to you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, it says this. That's who I am, Chris. It says, uh, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. If I have like many gifts and can fathom all the mysteries and knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship and that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. And then we get those verses that we were reading earlier. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonour others. It is not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, love, it never fails. And it's quite a challenging to live up to. And uh, this book is actually, like I said, it's written to a bunch of Christians and they treated each other badly. And you know what, if you might not be a Christian here today and it would be easy to look at the Christian life and think that in order to be a Christian, you have to live by a certain set of rules and regulations And you might think that the Bible is all about that. It's all about how do you do this and do that and do this tick job list in order to appease a far off vengeful God. But do you know what? Actually, the Bible isn't about that. The Bible more talks about a loving God who is close, who wants a relationship with everyone. So much so that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, into the world to be a true example of love. And uh, Jesus is a a great example of love to us so that we can be examples of love to each other. Jesus shows us love so that we can share that love with other people. It's really hard to conjure up love yourself. Let me demonstrate why. Here, you might have been wondering, what's that bed sheet there for? So this uh, this box represents me and you. And uh, let's imagine this represents our life. And uh, this this is us, this is me and you. And often... We can uh, think that everyone in the world is inherently good. That everyone is good and sometimes a few people mess up and do bad things. But do you know what? The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says actually everyone is inherently bad and sometimes they do good. Sometimes they can do good things. Often I can see people, whether they're Christians or not, do lots of good things. But the Bible tells us that our nature, the very state of who we are, is actually bad. After all, I, you know, I have children myself and I was also a child. I know that uh, I don't have to teach my kids how to do wrong. They, they work that out all by themselves. What I have to teach them is how to be good, how to, how to, how to do well. And um, the Bible, it kind of calls this, this state of being, it calls it sin. Here's sin. It says that, Every single person has sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Uh, It's from little things, from stealing or lying or, um, I don't know, cheating in some way, all up into all the worst imaginable things in the world. In fact, it's so much ingrained in our nature that would you agree that this tub, even though there's only a little bit of sin in it, is now not 100% pure water? Do you agree? 
Do you also agree that if I were to try to separate the sin from the tub, that that would be a futile exercise? That it would be impossible for me to do that? I could try as hard as I like, but it would be impossible for me to try to separate the murky water from the clean water. And uh, that is what we are before God. We are murky. And this can stem from all sorts of little things to the worst sins that you could possibly imagine. And I won't, I don't need to name them. I don't need to start listening. I'm sure you can imagine what those worst things might be. And this is how we look like to God. We are dirty, unclean. The Bible calls this sin. And the punishment of that sin is that we can't be with God. We are separated from him. That's the result of sin in our life because God is holy and perfect and he's just. And so um, we are separated from him, from this holy God. But the Bible says that he sent his one and only son. God sent his one and only son because God is patient and he wants to give everyone opportunity to come to know him. And God is kind and so when he sent his son, Jesus, he sent him as a gift and Jesus didn't come arrogant or boasting, but he gave up all the, all the riches of heaven to come and be born as a servant, to serve and to give of himself. And uh, when he came, he, he came as a baby born in a manger and um, he lived a life and he was innocent. Even Pontius Pilate proclaimed him innocent. And he lived his life and he ultimately he was crucified on the cross. He took on the punishment, even though as an innocent man, for everyone's sins in the world. And then he rose again three days later, showing that he had overcome death by being innocent. And now the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save it through him. This is a representation of what we are now in Jesus. You know, when you put your trust in Jesus, um, it's not that somehow your sin goes away. It's not that you stop sinning. In fact, do you agree? I haven't taken out the sinful water from the tub. No, it's not that that suddenly happens, but it's that the goodness of Jesus, which the Bible calls righteousness, it covers over you. It's got you covered. So that now when you put your trust in him, God sees Jesus' goodness and his holiness and his righteousness so that you can now have a relationship with God and you can talk to him and you can live for him. And just as it was futile, me trying to separate my sin from myself, it's also futile for me trying to separate Jesus from myself. He, he is now my new nature. In fact, the Bible says that you are a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. And, some, and you might think, well, you know what? I don't feel good enough. Hey, that's okay, because that's not the point. Because it's does, does Jesus' blood, does he cover you? And you might say, oh yeah, but surely he couldn't forgive that sin. But do you notice there's not a corner of this tub that is murky water. Everything is covered in Jesus. And you might think, well, that's just unfair. Like, really? I could put my trust in Jesus and, and I get all this forgiveness? And you're right, it is unfair. But that's what grace is. It's an undeserved, unmerited, um, unearned gift given by God. It's called love. And uh, when we put our trust in him, we receive that as a free gift from him. 
And, um, and that's amazing news, isn't it? But it doesn't end there, because I know what you might be thinking. You might be looking around this room and thinking, hold on a second, I know the people in this room. They aren't perfect. They mess up all the time. I've seen them mess up. And do you know what? Becoming a Christian doesn't suddenly mean that you become like the most perfect person in the world. That's not what it means. It's easy for people who maybe don't know what Christianity is about to look at Christianity and say, and sometimes people that do know what Christianity is about, to look at it and say that it's a rule book, it's a tick list that I need to go through and do good things. You know what? It's not about that. You can't ever earn your way to God. People try. People try to separate their sin from themselves and try hard and do But you know what? None of it matches up to the holiness of God. And uh, so when you put your trust in Jesus, your, your sin, you might still end up sinning. You might do. And that doesn't suddenly mean that you're not a Christian. It's just that sometimes we aren't perfect. In fact, none of us are. None of us are perfect. And so what is a Christian? A Christian is someone who has done ABC, who has admitted that they're a sinner, that they have fallen short of God's glory, who's B, believed that Jesus has, put their, that Jesus has paid the price for their sin and by believing in him, they can be made clean. And then C, commits themselves to follow Jesus for the rest of their life. And so when they sin, when they mess up, when they do wrong things, which sometimes they will do, do you know what? Jesus has got it covered. He's got it covered. Every single part of it. And because the Bible says that Jesus has paid the price of your sin, past, present and future. This is what love is. It's enacted in God. He's patient, wanting everyone to come and know him. He's kind, sending his one and only son. He like this says, he does, he's not boast or arrogant. Jesus didn't sit up in heaven thinking, you're a bunch of Muppets. No, no, he came down and did something about it. He doesn't dishonour others. In fact, he brings value, dignity, significance to our lives. He doesn't get angered easy. In fact, the Bible says he's slow to anger and abounding in love. He keeps no record of wrongs. In fact, the Psalm 103 says that he separates our sin as far as east is from west. He takes it away from you when you put your trust in him. He doesn't rejoice or delight in evil, but he rejoices in the truth. And the Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And the way to the Father is through him. And he always trusts, protects, hopes, perseveres. Becoming a Christian doesn't mean that your life will suddenly become easy. But what it does mean is that he will always be with you, standing with you through the trials and the troubles, through the joys and the highs. He will never give up on you because he never fails. And his love goes on and on and on. Amen? We're going to get the band back up. Just before we do, yeah, you can start coming up, band. It might be that today has, just seeing this, has triggered lots of questions and thoughts. And do you know what? If that's you, I want to invite you to come and explore more about what all of this represents. And that's, there's a course called Life Explored. It's on Monday evenings, 7.30, every single week for about an hour and a half. You'll get a meal as a, and you'll sit with other people who want to ask questions and find out more. There's video-based talks, 20-minute so videos, which you can watch and you can discuss afterwards. And it's all about exploring the Christian faith, exploring what it's about. And it doesn't matter if you know loads about the Christian faith, 
or about the Bible, but want to find out a bit more, or if you know nothing, and today, this hippie kind of church is the first thing you've experienced of anything like this. You know what? I want to encourage you to come along. Life Explore, the 25th of February, 7.30 till 9, and then every Monday for seven weeks. You'll, I think it will be the best decision you'll make this year to come along and find out more about what all of this means. Shall we stand together? I want to pray, and then we're going to sing another song. Dear God, I just want to thank you so much for sending your your one and only son, Jesus. And Lord, none of us here in this room pretend to have it all worked out and to pretend to be perfect. And in fact, Lord, we all know that we have messed up. And Lord, I pray today that as we have just heard again about all that you have done in sending your son in showing what true love is to our, our to us, Lord God, I pray would you help us to be reminded again that there's no amount of good deeds we can do to earn your love. No, instead, I want to thank you, Lord, that you have bestowed it on us as a gift of, of kindness and grace. It's, it's your goodness to us that we don't deserve. But thank you, Lord God, that we can receive it by putting our trust in you. And uh, so, Lord, for, for the rest of our morning, as we get ready to give thanks to, to children, to Florence, Lord, I pray that just as, as we that have put our trust in you have received this love and grace and kindness, I pray, help us to extend that same love out into this world. Lord, we know that no amount of trying ourselves can do it, but we pray, Lord God, you, you, by, you know, by just the overflowing of what you've already given us in your son Jesus, that all that love we will be able to extend out in, from parents to children, children to parents, teachers to pupils, pupils to teachers, colleagues, neighbours, friends, employers and employees. Lord, I pray, help us, Lord God, to show what love actually is. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please do come and visit us Sundays, 10am at the Odeon Cinema in Guildford. We look forward to seeing you.